0: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and
1: Steve Fezik.
0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by BetOnline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. And right now, with the promo code PODCAST1, you get a 100% sign-up bonus They've doubled the sign up bonus during this time, which is pretty cool. Speaking of bet online, we'll be talking about bet online's prop bets for the draft in a little bit. And by we, I mean Steve Fezik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. Look it up. Everybody plays in the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. Only one person has ever won it twice. His name is Steve Fezzik, and he is my co-host every week. He is a math whiz. You should check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, and only at Fezzik Sports. Except no imposters, because there are imposters out there. There's a scammer who tries another Twitter handle that you can't fall for. It's at Fezic sports i'm at ross tucker nfl i think a lot of you already know that journeyman offensive lineman five teams in seven years was almost six teams if you can believe that i played for the redskins twice actually started my career and finished there i'm at ross tucker nfl on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash ross tucker nfl it means a great deal when those of you that like this show retweet it on Twitter, or like it on Instagram, or like it on Facebook, or love it on Facebook. Why not love it? We've got a bunch of other podcasts. Fantasy Feast podcast. We're going to have the guru, John Hansen, tomorrow. So that'll be awesome. Those guys are good on draft prop bets, too. The fantasy dudes, they don't mess around. Today's Ross Tucker football podcast, we had Andrew Brandt breaking down the draft from an executive standpoint what he thinks the virtual draft will be like, Christian McCaffrey's contract, etc. Then, of course, the college draft podcast, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports podcast. So we are loaded with content for you. Unfortunately, by the way, not everybody is. You know, I, I video chat with my mom every day because she is by herself in Why Missing, Pennsylvania. So I want to make sure she sees my face and we talk every day. And she is someone I have already gotten a story for from myfrontpagestory.com. I highly recommend you guys do the same for your moms for Mother's Day or for your wife for Mother's Day. Although if it's your wife, you're probably seeing her every day. It's probably more important for your mom, maybe even for your grandmother, especially like if they're in a senior facility and they're not allowed to have any guests. That's got to be rough, bro. Really rough. Legit rough. Myfrontpagestory.com. If you use the promo code SD20, you get a 20% discount, and the price points are already 50 bucks. You get 20% off 50 bucks. I mean, come on, right? Myfrontpagestory.com, SD20. Always good to be joined by our buddy, Dave Mason from Online. You, of course, can check him out. On social media, at Dave Mason, B-O-L. We love Bet Online. They've been our partners for a long time. You can follow them, at BetOnline underscore A-G. And before we even get to the draft stuff, Dave, is my understanding, a little birdie told me that you guys are going all in on putting up some lines for some competitive eating contests
2: yeah absolutely uh the the bet online quarantine challenge eight of the best eaters in the world will be competing for uh for the belt joey chestnut everybody knows joey chestnut he's the minus 110 favorite it's there's four different uh four different levels friday's the qualifiers where they'll be eating two pounds of sliced bologna whoever can do it the fastest that will determine seating so sunday night will be the uh the quarterfinals where they'll be eating Oreos, then Tuesday baked beans, and Wednesday is the championship 10 cups of ramen noodles. So, absolutely, we have all the odds up right now. More odds will be going up as we go through the rounds. Over under for the fastest time for round one is 69 seconds. Once again, that's at Betterline.ag, the Quarantine Eating Challenge.
0: So, okay, so I know these people are professionals, and I've seen, like, the Widowmaker. I went to the Buffalo Wing Eating Contest a couple of years when I was in Buffalo. I was, like, a judge the one year or something. So I know these people are, like, professionals, and they, they would destroy me. Like, I get it. I'm just telling you, I could eat two pounds of sliced bologna pretty quickly. I could eat a lot of Oreos, and I could eat a lot of baked beans. I'm actually going to have some venison steak and baked beans tonight uh now the ramen noodle thing that's not really my jam but i feel like i could do pretty well dave how how did i not get invited to this
2: yeah i don't know i i, I think i can definitely do the oreos but I, i'm not sure again it's fastest they're, they're gonna be going them fastest time so you know what the one thing with oreos and we are talking you know as we're trying to handicap this stuff we're talking about all sorts of silly stuff and The Oreos, the thing with the Oreo is it's very chalky. It's very dry, right? So they can't just slurp it down like the uh, baked beans or anything. So where that might seem like it's the easiest competition for them, it's actually going to be the hardest. I know I can do 48 uh, Oreos, but not in a few minutes just because, A, I'm not a competitive eater, and, B, just because of the chalky consistency of an Oreo.
0: Okay, Steve, I'm going to ask you this question. If your life depended on your performance in an eating contest, right? So it's not just a food you can eat a lot of. It's a food that you believe you can eat a lot of compared to other people. What would you pick? Like, What would be your food of choice in a competitive eating contest with either millions on the line or your very livelihood on the line?
1: Marion's Pizza Sausage from Dayton, Ohio.
0: What is pizza sausage? You mean sausage pizza?
1: Marion's Pizza is the chain, and they have crumbled sausage would be the ingredients on the pizza. Wow.
0: Okay, so here's my only thing, though. Everybody always says pizza. Like, everybody says pizza, which means everybody else you're competing against is pretty good at eating pizza, too. Are you sure you could eat more of that than other people who also say pizza?
1: I am certain of it, Ross. I could, I, I, I can tell you without slam dunk, I've eaten one and a half large Marion's pizzas myself in one sitting, and this was not competitive eating. This was normal eating.
0: <laughs> so I could eat a lot of ice cream, but I feel like a lot of people could eat a lot of ice cream. My two that I am extremely confident about are scrambled cheese eggs and chocolate-covered pretzels. Like scrambled cheese eggs, there is no doubt in my mind, guys, that I could eat 24 eggs, two dozen eggs, and not even be affected. I mean, I have a dozen eggs now. Like, if I have scrambled eggs, cheese eggs, I have a dozen. And we make two dozen when we get together as a family. And I could eat the, all of that easily. So scrambled cheese, and a lot of people, like, that's just, like, too many eggs and it grosses them out or they're spelt. Nope. I would crush them. Also, chocolate-covered pretzels. Like, I eat a whole bag and feel like I've eaten nothing. I don't even realize I've eaten anything. Boom. I just roll. So those are my two. What about you, Dave?
2: Um, definitely chocolate chip cookies. They have to be moist, though. Uh, I I know that would probably be a popular choice, too, going to back to your theory with uh, Steve, where a lot of people say it. But there there's no doubt. I'd I, I destroy 99% of the population. So chocolate chip cookies, without a doubt. Uh, but they'd have to be moist. Again, I don't want a, a dry chocolate chip cookie that's going to um, you know impede me devouring as many in a short period of time so that'll be my go-to if I have my gun to my head and uh, life depended on it so that that's what I'm going with can we
0: address this for a second because I think this is important <laughs> we all agree right that a soft cookie is better than a hard chocolate chip cookie right like a soft that you can bite into it is better than like those hard chocolate chip cookies. Agreed? Slam dunk. So my question has always been, why do they even make hard chocolate chip cookies? Like what's the point of a hard chocolate chip? If everybody likes soft better, and we all agree soft tastes better. we love. Like if I see cookies at one of these games I do, if they're hard, I'm out. If they're soft, I'm in. It's that... It makes that much of a difference.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm definitely a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur, um, somewhat of a historian, and I remember back. I would say it's about the '80s. You know, you you always had Chips Ahoy and whatnot, but then Chewy Chips Ahoy came out, and soft batch cookies, and all these other brands of of chewy uh, store bought cookies. So I don't know if there is something additional that some discovery chemists made that made them able to make soft. Batch cookies and, uh, but they always have to keep the traditional chips Ahoy on the shelves and whatnot. I don't know, but I'm with you. There are some hard chocolate chip cookies that that are. I mean, I'll eat any. Cho- I've never had a bad chocolate chip cookie. There's just good ones and there's outstanding ones, and the outstanding ones always are chewy. Speaking
1: now I'm with you, Dave. Ross. I don't understand how the Chips Ahoy hard cookies how they can stay in business. It's got to be economics that they're one third the price. Because there's no comparison in the taste. It, it, make,
0: it makes no sense. Soft batch. Like, who goes to the store and is like, oh, they have soft batch cookies. No, I'd rather have the rock hard ones that, like, hurt my teeth and I can't really chew them. Like, what are we talking about here? I, I mean, I don't know. Certain things like that bother me. Um, I'm also bothered, Dave, that there aren't a lot of sports going on. But I'm so happy... That we have the NFL draft coming up. It is the soft chocolate chip cookie of desserts right now. The NFL draft. And I'm on betonline.ag right now, Dave. And I'm looking at your draft prop bets. You guys are hilarious. Highest number of people in the same room. Total cats shown during the first round total dogs shown during the first round. I mean, forget even getting into, like, whether these teams take an offensive player, a defensive player, whatever these different things are with their first pick. You guys are hilarious. Will any draftee be shown drinking beer? Uh, Who will the number one overall pick hug first? I mean, if you think about it right now, Joe Burrow could hug whoever he wants and have a beer and tell his buddies from LSU that aren't going pro, and they can make a decent. I don't know what the limits are at Bet Online Day, but they can make some money off of old Joe there.
2: Yeah, that, that's always that's always a consideration. We start putting up the hoagie props, and that's kind of a reason why we don't have the limits that high. You Know about fifty bucks on on the, on the wacky props like that. Maybe raise them up next week to a hundred, but. Yeah, anytime there's there's the 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 odds or the the bet can be fixed. Yeah, we a we're a little bit more conservative of those kind of props. But yeah, we we got some interesting stuff up. You know, in addition to all the other regular stuff. I mean, that's our biggest props, our biggest NFL draft offering ever, and we still have more to come next week.
0: So, how big of an event is the draft typically, Dave, for you guys? And I know it's hard to know until you get there, but how much bigger are you envision it being this year?
2: Yeah, it, it's always a big event. I mean, it's grown over the years when I first started in the industry. I mean, that was, I think the first, I, I pushed it a long time ago at a book I used to work at many years ago. And I think that that was like the first year I ever offered. And it was a small niche event, you know what I mean? Uh, put up, we put up, 15, 20 props, whatever, took a little bit of action, but it grows every year. And and you can see that goes hand in hand with the NFL, what the NFL is doing with the draft. Every year it grows as an event. So there's definitely a correlation there. It's turned into a major betting event. Um, You know, the great thing about NFL is it's just marketed so well during the offseason that you know, you go from the Super Bowl into the combine into free agency into the draft, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always a story to bet on with the NFL all year round. That's why we love it. It's a, it's our biggest sport, and there's always, there's always a big off-season story, so we can put odds up, and it's, and people love betting it because they love betting the NFL, and the draft is just everywhere, just the speculation, the rumors. It, it, it goes hand in hand with, you know, what us sports junkies love. So, so this year it's going to be massive. I mean, the early numbers, I'd say. I'd say we can do twice twice the amount we did last year, which would be which would knock it the heck out of the park because uh, last year was our best draft ever, and we did a ton of action last year. But yes, people want to people want to bet, and uh, we have a we have the biggest offering we've ever had by far. And B, yeah, there's not a whole heck of a lot of uh, other sports going on. Uh, you know, after your table tennis bets are graded winners, you know, you, you want to double down on the draft. So.
0: Uh, what are the most frequently bets made for the draft? You know, do people look at teams? Do they look at individual player over unders? Is it like what what what? Are, where does most of the money go for the draft?
2: Yeah, it's usually the players and not so much the teams. Where um, not so much the conference. You know, you see all sorts of stuff: number of conferences, number of uh, offensive linemen, number of receivers, et cetera, et cetera. But the names always get the most action. Like, like for instance, I just I was just looking at our top five bets. You had Tua uh, over four and a half. That's the top bet bet count. Then number two is Jerry Judy, first receiver. Then number three is C.D. Lamb, first receiver. So that prop is getting a ton of action. Um, worst uh first offensive lineman taken, and Herbert, second quarterback taken. Are, those are the top five bet counts. So yeah, pretty much just about always player's name associated that will get the most action
0: and Steve you and I are going to make some draft bets next week some draft prop bets next week I think it's interesting Dave that you guys even have up you know offensive player or defensive player for each team with what they're going to do with their first pick I feel like I'd love to go through there and see if the odds are where I think they should be because I've got some pretty strong opinions I'll, I'll be doing the draft for the Eagles, I'm doing a draft preview for You Better, You Bet every day leading up to the draft. So I'm all over the draft. So that's, that is a uh, – that, that th- those are some interesting lines for me. Now, Steve, we talked about it a couple weeks ago briefly with Dave. But what are, the, what are the bets you typically like to make for the draft and will give out next week? And when do you typically make them?
1: Well, I'm making them continuously as information comes out. i got to tell you, Ross, I think that the best strategy that I've seen for draft betting is just follow the mock drafts religiously because they're going to tell you really which way the lines are going to move. So, example, Tua, just a few days ago, actually about a week ago, his over-under was 3.5 where he's going to go in the draft. Dave mentioned it. Now it's 4.5, and I'm sure people are betting over four and a half based upon the recent bad information some teams feeling that um, Tua basically cannot be drafted in the top 10 and that he's flunked his physical in their eyes and because of that they would be uh, refusing to take him. So what happens is that if you just follow some of the big names, uh, Jeremiah, I think ESPN, Mel Kuyper, cetera, and you see players moving up or down as soon as their latest mock drafts come out and you see big movement on players. Remember, the lines being set, the sports books on each one of these individual players is really based upon a composite average of where we were. So when there's a change in where we are and you're the first of the party, you can make some really good coin by taking advantage of those movements because usually these guys are either connected or more often they're connected to someone who is connected enough to know whose draft stock is rising and who is falling.
0: So, Dave, to, to his point there, first of all, who at Bet Online is watching the draft that closely to see how many cats or dogs show up during the first round? <laughs> I mean, what, uh, what counts as a cat or a dog showing up in the first round? I mean, that's, that's an unbelievable
2: uh, prop there. Yeah, and it's a half a cat, so hopefully there's not a push or that that could be kind of gruesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll be watching it. I I don't think I've ever missed a first round in my life. Uh, So a bunch of us will be watching it and counting it and recording it. Um, You know, those kind of props are always kind of a pain in the neck with that. You know, Super Bowl, you always have all those crazy props up, and God forbid you get up to use the restroom and people are hitting you back. Oh, they showed such and such in a commercial, and you're like, oh, God, I missed it. You know, we had a prop on that, so – But there's not a lot going on here. I mean, you know, our guys are a lot of guys sitting on the stage. That's why we're putting up so much additional content. content. You know, the the guy that's managed, the main guy that's managing draft props this year, he's usually our NBA and MLB. He's one of our best NBA and MLB guys. So he's sitting on the sidelines. So I hit up our props guy who was getting battered a few weeks ago. And I was like, you know, let's bring this guy back into the fold on props. He used to work on props. Let's get him back and – and he's taking the uh, NFL draft under his under his wing, and and he's doing a great job with it. So he'll be watching it. I'll be watching it. We'll all be watching it. Someone will be recording it, and we'll figure how many dogs are on the dang screen at some point. <laughs> what about um,
0: what what about like what Steve said about the mock drafts? And as information changes, because so much of what you guys have are these over unders for guys like how big is your staff and how quickly do they make the move or do you let the sharps and the line sort of take you there?
2: It's both. It's it's, it's definitely both. Um, you know, like I said, we're, I, I've always said that the NFL draft is such a hard uh, event for us for, to manage because of that. Um, because there's just so much information and it's coming out and you know, you are dealing with these draft nut guys who just watch this stuff daily. And then, you know, our guys are, are trying to manage all these other sports, but this year it's a little different. Like I said, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot going on, so we're digging in deeper to the NFL draft. But no, it's definitely both. Anytime you see sharp action come in, or, or a ton, even a ton of public action coming in on something like the draft, you got to think something's going on, so you lock it up real quick. Uh, you, you you dig deeper and see why why people are betting two to go seventh seventh, uh, the seventh pick or, or greater. And with that, I mean, like that's going back to what Steve said, you know, when we open those odds, we open odds on where to be picked, you know, two, two, three, four, five, six, or seven, seven plus, um, which is a field pretty much, which include the first pick. And that was a long shot. Now it's the favorite. So, you know, it's both long story. short, You got to pay attention. If you're not paying attention, you're going to get beat up. Um, but you're also, going to get that sharp action there there are going to be betters that are quicker to the draw than you are so you just got to respect that and we have those guys circled and uh and we know who they are when they bet we we, we adjust
0: dave mason bet online make sure you head over there if you use the promo code podcast one you get a 100 sign up bonus they're stepping up their game for us thanks for coming on the show hey guys
2: thank you so much and uh stay safe
0: all right, so Steve, next week you and I will make our official plays for the NFL draft. Greatly looking forward to that. And I feel like I'm gonna I think I feel like I'm gonna do very well on the NFL draft. I think a lot of our listeners will as well. We did get an email question this week, Steve. Love the email questions. The more the merrier. Especially in May and June and maybe July. We might be getting to a lot of email questions. I know you guys have them. You all have your own strategies. What a great resource to ask Steve. Or you can ask me how I dominate the NFL every year. I'm available too. All right, here's the question, Steve, from Christopher Davis. Hi, Ross and Steve. Thanks for all the betting tips. Ross, thanks for many years of great podcasts. I have a question for Steve. Why do professional bettors seem to prefer bets on the point spread as opposed to bets on the money line. As far as I can tell, the vague is similar as a recreational better. I prefer money line bets because I know my interests as a better are aligned with the interests of the team. I bet on thanks again, Chris, the interesting question, Steve.
1: Yeah, what it comes down to is that whenever there is a spread of greater than about five points, the, the bid versus the ask on the money line becomes too exorbitant to try to find very many good wagers. By example, let's say we've got a nine and a half point NFL favorite. So the money line at many books would be offered like minus 400 on the favorite to win, plus 300 on the underdog to win. So with a spread of 300 to 400 Ross, if the correct number on that game should be say minus 380 plus 380 or minus 320 plus 320, I'm feeling no big lines here. You can see, even though those are enormously apart from one another, it's they're still such that I don't have a good bet. I can't, I'm not going to lay minus 400. I'm not going to take plus 300. So pro betters, know that it's extremely rare with any kind of sizable point spread to find any value on the money line, and that's why they far prefer playing uh, against the point spread where they just have to hit 52.4% or higher to win. This is not mathematically obvious, but the, the house um, hold remains at about the 4.54%, even with these real big uh, bid-ass spread differentials So the house doesn't make any more money. It just makes it so much more difficult for a advantage gambler to make money playing at those high money lines.
0: Very interesting. See, I I, I never knew that. I always wondered that. And that's what I always thought was the flaw in betting is that when you're betting with the, the points, you know, obviously at the end of the game, they don't care to win by seven and a half or they don't care to, you know, like, so it makes sense. They're obviously trying to win the game. So you are you are aligned in that regard. So I thought it was a really good question. The answer is usually the math, and you are all over it, as always, Steve.
1: I do my best, Ross. Can I have one minute to talk to the Major League Baseball and the players? Sure. All right. This is going to be a rant. They... Roger Goodell and the NFL got it right. We're having the draft next week. It is going to be very difficult for the NFL organizations. They're going to have to approach the draft different than they ever have before. Drafting from at home with incomplete and imperfect information. But the country needs this. We've been shut down from sports for a month. We're all going to watch this draft, and it's going to be a tremendous um, recreation for every sports lover and even for some non-sports lovers to watch this draft. Baseball, the Arizona commissioner just came out and said that, excuse me, the Arizona governor, that as long as the details work out, that he's all for baseball starting as early as May and Arizona have all the teams sequestered and playing in Arizona and MLB players are balking at this, Ross. They don't want to be away from their families and they're talking about how they don't want to do this. And I say this to MLB, I don't need you. Your sport has languished behind the other major sports to the point that NBA is exciting, people have passion for it, and football is king. MLB is an afterthought that we watch Joey Chestnut eat his hot dogs on July 4th, and we watch some MLB from middle of June until middle of August. That's it. Most years, I don't even need MLB. I can watch golf, tennis, and hot dog eating. This is the one year I need MLB. There's nothing else going on. Major League Baseball, you have an opportunity to bring in new viewers, to bring back viewers that have left you. If you leave me in the lurch right now with nothing going on and your players can't go to Arizona and play for a couple months, well, you know what? Screw you, MLB. Because I won't need you next year. You let me down this year. I won't be back.
0: Really good stuff, Steve, as always. I'm fired up for next week. Next week, we're going to make some official bets. Official NFL draft prop bets. It's going to be exciting. It's amazing. We talked about it, but it's amazing how many different bets you can make on the NFL draft. Thanks to Bet Online. Wow. Very, very Cool. Uh, terrific show. Make sure you listen next week before you fire in those bets at Bet Online or wherever you guys make your bets because they're going to be coming hot. Coming out hot, as they say. That'll do it for today's Even Money podcast. If you have email questions, we're going to have a lot of time after the draft to bring on professional gamblers, professional handicappers, and to answer your draft questions. So, very much looking forward to that. Please, please, please uh, get your email questions in. Ross at Ross dot com. When you rate and review the show, it means a great deal as well over at Apple Podcasts or wherever else it is that you listen to the show. I think we're done here. Oh, no.